welcome back, you guys, to PB&J Podcast. This is Natalie Urita, Project Bridge Outreach Worker. I have a special guest with me today. It's Ron. Hi, Ron. How are you doing? Good. And yourself? Doing good. I like, so, your, I like your spooky intro. Yes, we got to get in the theme for Halloween. We already started October. We got to get ready. I know, right? So we're going to go ahead and go into our talk today so today we're going to be talking about improving coping skills can help teens avoid drug abuse so this is based off an article that i found online and i found it kind of helpful for the times today including with the teens that we work with we've seen many drug abuse and kind of see how they try to do all these drugs in order for them to be coping with their emotions and kind of going through their hard times instead of kind of talking to us. So I wanted to touch basis on this topic. So it says for many teenagers with substance abuse disorders, drug use begins as a way to manage stress. When teens do not have the skills or resources to cope with stress in healthy ways, they may turn to drug use or other unhealthy and dangerous ways to cope with their psychological distress. This is why it's critically important for teens to learn to manage stress when they are recovering from substance abuse. The 2013 report on stress in America from the American Psychological Association found that teens reported higher average stress levels than adults and much more stress than they believed to be healthy. Only 50% of teens said that they were confident in their abilities to handle their stressful situations in their lives, and not surprisingly, school was a main source of stress for most teens. Many teens also feel that they do not have a great deal of control over their lives, particularly the situations in their lives that cause them the most stress. Teenagers who turn to drugs for stress management, may feel that they are taking control of their situations and demonstrating their independence. Yet the reality of drug abuse is that it can quickly overrun people's lives and leave them less in control than ever before. Okay, so um, addiction is a maladaptive coping mechanism. So according to the DEA, teens may use substances like drugs and alcohol in order to Relieve boredom and anxiety, self-treat symptoms of trauma and depression, ease stress from adults or peers, numb, low self-esteem or emotional pain, feel grown up and included, and satisfy curiosity and push limits. So the stress encountered in today's world offers opportunities for parents to model healthy ways to manage stress. For teens, substance abuse is often a response to chronic stress. Exploring natural st- uh, stress relief stress relief methods together with your team can mutually can be mutually beneficial. So as we've seen, um, many of the things that teens go through nowadays try to seek these drugs, and many other friends have influences on them and. They try to find that drugs will help them become better or feel better. But what do you think, Ron, in terms of teens using drugs as a coping mechanism? Um, 
Well, according to this article, you know, it's talking about parents showing their teens um, positive behavior and coping mechanisms. Um, I can't really speak as far as uh, my own experience as a teen, but now as an adult, uh, I spend time with my dad cutting grass, and he does gardening, you know. Um, it's like a mandatory thing we do. Um, back home, he, he cuts some of the neighbor's yards, and, and I'll help him, and he has like a little business kind of. Uh, not kind of, but yeah, he has like a little, his own little business, and it's our own time to spend with each other and, and uh, you know, just kind of bond, you know, compared to, um, you know, in the in the past, we've had kind of the opposite where, you know, I, I seen him go through um, his 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 way back then of coping with stress or whatever he was going through. And I think it kind of carried on with me later on in the future uh, with like alcoholism and stuff. So uh, teens, I mean, I think what I'm going to say about this is just, uh, you know, even if um, not even if I think that parents should demonstrate uh, healthy coping uh, strategies for their teens. Um, I know it's not easy. You know, we have our lives. We go to school, work, come home. There's food to be made and dishes to be washed and and just, you know, the, the little time spent. But I think, um, you know, just just finding ways, you know, um, Sometimes, I mean, I think we're all glued to our phones or maybe we're watching what other people are doing on, on, on Instagram or TikTok, and it seems to be, like, super unhealthy, you know? Um, some crazy things out there <laughs> that you see, I, I see, I'm just like, what the heck? Like, this is a trend, you know? Like, And I think uh, people are modeling what they see on social media, and it should be, you know, maybe um, the parents or the guardian modeling these behavior so that they don't follow those yeah i can agree with all that i feel like um many of the news right now is talking about fentanyl and being in high schools and we see a lot of suicides and overdoses because teens are not aware of what they are doing and they just want to cope with all their depression and stress that they're going through and suffer the consequences and they leave their families behind and it's it's very sad but I think that one of the important factors within the family is communication. If parents have communication with their children, they're going to know what they're going through. Um, it's kind of difficult nowadays because teens think they know everything, but in reality, they don't. And I feel like if we have that communication, if we kind of delegate responsibilities within the home, they're not going to have that time to kind of cope with these things. So... Leaning on to talking about stress, so some of the factors, it says that teenagers face enormous pressures every day with family, school, peer pressures weighing down on them. They need all the love and support they can get. Sources of stress that demand coping skills for teens include academic demand, hormonal changes, chronic illness in the family, negative self-image, overextension of extra curricular activities, frustration with friends, unsafe neighborhood, divorce, uninvolved parents, death of a relative, and food insecurity. I see this a lot in our teens within Riverside. They suffer through many of these factors, but I feel like 
us as outreach workers, we try to work with them one-on-one and see how we could help them and find resources that they need. A lot of many families don't know there's a lot of resources out there that can be beneficial to them. And I feel like also being kind of their mentor helps them to kind of face these difficulties and be stronger. I feel like if we talk to them, teenagers tend to follow the wrong friendships, the wrong relationships, but if we mentor them and correct them to following the right choices and kind of showing them the example of us, they can see that everything could be better. Yeah, I agree. Um, The example is definitely something I've always felt strong here at the Youth Opportunity Center. You know, we could be the first college people they ever met in their lives and or not just us but i mean anyone right um most likely the kids we work with you know their parents work all day or you know they're, they're alone and we have um you know centers like ours to for them to come after but there's still uh rules and regulations you know um and sometimes it's tough you know we have to talk to parents and let them know what we see and um you know it's, it's not to 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 break any trust is but it's you know if i uh if i if i had my kids somewhere hanging out and someone seen them doing what they were doing all day i would definitely love want to know what's going on you know so it's like uh it's tough you know i think um being a mentor is is a definitely a, a a huge role um that we all can play in the youth's life um but also knowing the boundaries, you know, like I'm not going to be an adult hiding secrets for uh, from another kid's parents so that, you know, like uh, if anything, you know, I, I do want to build that trust and I do want to let the kids know like, hey, you know what, like you could tell me things, but, you know, at the end of the day, like I, I am, you know, an adult. I do have to, you know, if there's anything that that's harmful or there's something that you could do better, obviously, well, you know, I have to tell parents or I mean, we're also mandated reporters, you know, so um end of the day, I mean, we still have to do what's right and what's part of our job. So, um, but yeah, mentorship, I think it's a, it's a big piece. Yeah. Many of the choices that we make also influences our routine. So it's better for us to give an example than kind of be the second parents of the YLC fam. <laughs> All right. So moving on to uh, stress and sleep in adolescence. Teens require a lot of sleep, and many do not get the desired nine hours. Dang, nine hours, huh? (laughs) (laughs) But getting enough sleep on a regular basis can greatly improve their abilities to handle the stress that comes their way. Situations that that seem impossible to a sleep-deprived person seem much more manageable when that time person, that time, that same person is well rested. Unfortunately, many teens feel that their numerous obligations present them from getting as much sleep as they would like. If they can't manage to squeeze in nine hours, maximum nine hours that they do um, is very critical. So encourage teens to avoid caffeine um oh yeah i agree with this stuff so um to avoid caffeine um 
being in front of the screen before bed and stimulating activities right right before uh, bed to help them sleep uh, well. Uh, furthermore, recognize that teens need a lot of sleep and their natural sleep rhythms are are different from those of the adults and avoid characterizing them by as lazy when they sleep for in for hours on the weekend. Yeah, I kind of agree with all this. I feel like Starbucks is the number one addiction right now and also our phones like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. All these things are stopping us from being healthy. I feel like it's very critical for teens to have that sleep because they, I feel like they will have the better brain, a better way for us to remember things, what to do, and also, like, follow through with our responsibilities. I feel like if we have lack of sleep, like, we're not going to do well academically. I also think, too, um, I don't know if, a lot of parents out there do this with teens, but and maybe it's more of a earlier stage in life uh, type of deal. But you know, having a schedule, you know, I know it seems silly maybe for a a teenager to like, all right, you know, it's it's get ready, take a shower, eat, bedtime. You know, it seems like oh, I'm old enough to like they're they think if I was if I were one of them, I would think like oh, I'm old enough to do, make my own decisions, but. In reality, I mean, uh, maybe not, you know. Um, sometimes I think they, you know, it kind of goes back on the parents, you know. Um, the phones, right? I, I, I'm sure there's parents out there that are like, well, they're always on their phone. It's like, well, take it away. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, in our family, we tend to use the phone um, less around with each other. Like family time, we do not use our phone on the table. Like everything is like... Everything's separate, and I feel like screen time should be shortened, and and it, and it does reflect on the parents. If the parents are being on their phone all the time, of course their children are gonna do the same thing. So if it it is very crucial to have like that routine and kind of have that schedule maintenance in order for us to kind of pursue those sleep rhythms and that sleep time. Because I mean, I suffer from insomnia, but that's a different type of deal. I try to manage my time wisely and kind of look what I can do in order for me to go back to sleep. So some of the things that happens during stress in our bodies, it says that teenage boys, like their adult counterparts, sometimes become overloaded with frustration and stress. This can lead to feelings of aggression, withdrawal, anxiety, nausea, and poor coping skills. When teens lack coping skills, they become overloaded, which can lead to drug and alcohol abuse. Healthy coping skills for teens can prevent substance abuse disorders or reduce the risk of relapse for those in recovery. Following painful situations, stress floods our bodies and minds, and our bodies prepare to flee from danger thanks to a throwback to our cave-dwelling days called the fight-or-flight-freeze response. Reactions include increased blood flow to the muscles, and faster breathing. This also translates to clammy hands, faster, faster heart rate, and a sense of fear. Coping skills for teens trigger the mechanisms that turn off the body's stress response. Once the brain communicates that the situation is not dangerous, psycho physiological changes begin in the body and mind that lead to a calmer demeanor called relaxation response. It includes a slow breathing rate and a well sense of being 
and hope. Fortunately, teens can develop stress management skills and other ways of dealing with fear or an uncertainty. So it is very crucial to kind of go back on stress. If we have the communication with others and kind of let them know what we're stressed about, it kind of eases off. I can see how many teens have gone through anxiety, including within my family. I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and they go through that. Nowadays, I just feel like if they kind of find something else to do besides the bad habits, I feel like it's healthier, and also they, they've done well academically. So I feel like just find that help that you need. If you can't find that help, there's also resources out there online that could help you, like meditation apps, whatever you guys need. I think um, and also an important factor is, you know, stress is going to be there no matter what, you know. And this isn't saying, like, th- these are ways to get, ri- to get rid of the stress, right? We're human. We all have emotions. We get different emotions. And, you know, we get upset, angry. Uh, everything right and then but stress is something that that comes into your life and but this is uh managing it you know um so you know kind of like what do you do when you when you when you feel stressed out you know um and some people have different ways of 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 dealing with it and some are, are you know and this is what we're talking about you know that what's healthy what what could be unhealthy or maybe just different trying different ways to to not get into these habits that could be unhealthy, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like if you don't have stress, there's an issue. There is a mental health issue, and I feel that's when you need to have help. Uh, help. Because stress is like a normal day-to-day thing, and I feel like it helps you kind of overcome trials and overcome any kind of anxieties or fears that you may have. Um, coping skills for teens. So, um, parents and other respected adults can help young men develop coping skills for teens, such as monitor the impact of stress on thoughts, behavior, and feelings. Listen carefully to what a teenager says about the effect of stress in their lives. Master stress and anger management skills. Participate in sports and social activities. Um, teens can can counter their reactions to stress with the following good habits. Exercise and eat healthy food. Get enough sleep. Avoid consuming too much caffeine, which triggers stress and anxiety. Avoid illicit tobacco, drugs, and alcohol, which heightens emotions instead of calming them down. Here, here at our center, um, we've had a partner that's uh, for years has done has done like an anger management class, and um, you know it, it has like a like a bad rep. Not the class, but just hearing it right. But I. I Sat in the classes numerous times with the instructor, uh, Carlos, and it's pretty cool, you know, some of these things. Like, uh, I know he's mentioned, like, talked about exercising, eating healthy, um, you know, certain things what to avoid, and it's actually not a bad thing, you know. I think getting some type of assistance or guidance on, on maybe on how to manage stress. Yeah, I feel like all of these things are really repetitive within schools and within community centers the kind of mental health is very high in awareness right now and one of the facts that i like going back to the parents is listening carefully what causes stress in their children so i think that's very crucial 
because parents need to know like what is causing stress in my child and how can I help my child overcome that stress and if they can't find a way to cope or a way to help them there's always resources out there therapy anything that could help I mean we're all here as well um so kind of going through that it says some people tend to bottle up or deny their stress but this doesn't mean that they make it less real or make sense or make stress worse encouraging teens to talk about their experiences and frustrations can help their stress to feel more manageable and can also help parents understand the ways in which they can help reduce the stress and pressure that their children are feeling However, don't make solving the problem the only priority when teens share their stress, particularly if this means pointing out all of the things that they could do better. Helping teens to feel comfortable sharing their experiences by acknowledging that their feelings are legitimate and offering your sympathy and support. This is very crucial. I feel like if we are listening to our children, they're going to know that we are there for them. But also, if teens share these stresses with others, maybe their best friends or friends that they have in common, it could help them kind of litigate the stress that they're going through. And I feel like it will also make you a different person because you're trying to open up and actually seeking for that help. It's never bad to seek for help. Um. So there's... um. Top three tips to teach your teen healthy uh, coping. So one, uh, model healthy coping. So parents' behaviors play a huge role in children's psychological development. Be the change you want to see in your teenagers by modeling healthy coping mechanisms. If you like to sew to relieve stress, so if talking to a supportive friend calms you down, do that. Your child will naturally... Learn by example, but you can also invite them to share in mutual beneficial coping activities. Um, also, make a plan. So as teenagers mature, they should learn to self-soothe. Similar to how small children le- learn to sleep alone at night, teenagers also have to take that step towards self-soothing. Even the most responsible and independent teen still needs a little support. However, encourage your teen to take Initiative with a coping skills toolbox. By empowering teens with strategies such as reframing and positive affirmations, you're giving them them the skills they need to survive. That way, when mom, dad, grandma, or grandpa isn't there, your teen will still know what to do. And uh, third, go to the professionals. Seeking professional help is the responsible thing to do especially in cases of drugs and alcohol. Addiction is, isn't easy to overcome for anyone, in, and it is even harder for youth with little support. Oftentimes, little ones are too close to people with mental health concerns to offer unbiased support. In this case, working with an outside third party helps both the addict and their support network. Look for a therapist or counselor who specializes in drug use and addict and addiction. They can help navigate what types of services are ap- appropriate for your teen. Often churches host weekly family support meetings 
or other organizations like the YMCA may offer free meetings. Those attending agree to keep all conversations within meetings confidential. Um, this is something I did when I was a couple of years ago, trying to find like a like a group of people that I can speak to and even just talk about. You know, I thought what I was going through might have been bad, and then hearing them, it's like, oh man, like okay, you know, there's people that that are going through. It's almost makes it normal, but then you also listen to what they do and how they've overcome some of the obstacles, you know. And sometimes it's okay to still be in in the progress, you know. Um, but yeah, just something I wanted to share. Yeah, I like that. I feel like one of the biggest things is getting professional help. I mean, we're here as Project Bridge Outreach Workers at any time you can communicate with us and kind of follow through on what you're going through. And all information is confidential. We do not share with anyone else. This is all for you guys. We can find resources. We currently work and have a partnership with Solid Ground also. They do well in group therapy and also individual therapy. So at any time if you guys need our resources... I'm going to provide you guys our phone number. It's 951-826-2229. If you guys ever need assistance with anything, whether it be food resources, therapy, or just simply talking to somebody, feel free to outreach without, with us. And I hope you guys learned something new, whether it be a parent listening to this or a teen or a child, whichever Hopefully you guys enjoyed this and hopefully we can help you as Project Bridge. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Ron.